Welcome to Strong Feet Radio. Today I want to talk about the Strong Feet Fab 4 features that your feet need from your shoes. Now what's prompted this episode is just another run-in with a shoe salesman uh, in one of the big stores who proceeded to try and tell me what feet need for my particular patient that I sent down to try on a particular type of shoes. Now, for context, this patient, they had pain in the balls of their feet, something that's very, very common where you wear tapered toe box shoes. So if your shoes at the front look more like a triangle than a rectangle, they squeeze your toes together, compress the nerves between your knuckle joints, cause a lot of pain, or they just cause pressure directly on the knuckle joints themselves. So after explaining this to the patient, uh, working out some treatment options to allow the nerves to heal, she went down to the store to try on shoes with my particular features and she proceeded to ring the clinic and then handed me over to the shoe shop salesman who was not too pleased to hear from me but uh, he told me how he was the area manager and had been doing this for a long time and that shoes are pointy just because they are, it's how they are and shoes are stiff and rigid because that's how they're all made and therefore this is the shoe for the patient even though that is exactly what caused her injury in the first place. Anyway, besides that story, I'm here to sit there and tell you that when you go to buy shoes, you have to, you have to know what you're looking for. Not the exact shoe, but the features you need in the shoes. Because all people who are selling shoes, to varying degrees, they've been taught by the shoe reps. So whether it's ASICS or Adidas or Nike or whoever comes around to basically educate uh, the new range of shoes for that particular brand will tell them all the fancy things in that shoe that are really, really good for humans. Now, whether you walk across a fancy platform or not in a shop and it sits there and spits out a whole bunch of shoes that you should try on or the exact shoe, the bottom line is that if shoes don't pass these tests I'm about to tell you now or have these features, they're not good for your feet, plain and simple. Now that doesn't matter if very few shoes pass this test, that's just a sign of how poor shoes are made or how far we've gone down a rabbit hole where shoes just don't really work with feet, rather they work against feet. Now it's not always easy to eat healthy. Let's just look at the big bad world, let's go into a uh, food court in any major shopping centre. It's not easy to eat healthy, but that doesn't mean we should give up and just say, oh, well, all the food out there is you know, bad for us and uh, that's just how it is, that's just normal. It's the same with shoes, is that not all shoes are healthy, even in the big brands, even if they're sold by the area manager of a big fancy store. So whilst you can take advice from people, you have to be the boss, you have to be in charge of what you put on your feet. Now this is not going into every specific in terms of every shoe because there are particular occupation or sport requirements that will tweak these features to a degree. But let's work with feet for just a moment. The absolute number one feature that you need from a shoe for your feet before you even think about putting that thing on, even if you like the color of it, is the shoe has to be light. So that's the Fab 4 feature number one. Shoes have to be light. Any extra weight in a shoe is going to lead to fatigue. Fatigue leads to tightening of muscles. Uh, tightening of muscles leads to extra stress on tendons and joints, which leads to more appointments with me. So the first feature you want to look for in a shoe, for any purpose, is the shoe should be light. Now the second feature, really, really important, is that feet are designed to be four-wheel drives. There are 33 joints 
in each foot. Now just think about that for a moment. There are 33 joints in each foot. Now I like to ask people, how much do you think feet should move if they've got 33 joints? Simple answer, lots. Then I'll say, in which direction? 33 joints, which direction should feet move? Simple answer, all the directions. So 33 joints in each foot designed to move lots, designed to move in all directions. Your shoe has to have flexibility in the sole. So you grab the shoe at the ball of the foot, not the toes, the ball of the foot and the heel, and twist it. Simple test, does it twist, does it not? If it doesn't twist, the 33 joints in your foot designed to be a four-wheel drive cannot be a four-wheel drive. So what your feet are designed to do, the movement they're supposed to provide your body as a four-wheel drive, well, if they can't, joints further up the body have to take that stress, that being ankles and knees. Now, this is one of the things that is very often taught uh, in shoe shops, to podiatrists, to everybody, is that shoes should be stiff and rigid and not move. My question's always been, well, hang on, why do feet move? Why do we have 33 joints if, like, these shoes that stop our feet moving are really what we should be wearing? So, shoes need to be light, number one. Shoes need to be a four-wheel drive, number two. That means they can flex through the middle of the shoe. You grab the heel, you grab the ball of the foot, and you give them a twist. Boom. If they don't pass those two tests, well, don't put them on. Now, the third test. Equally as important as the first two. Generally, when I go through each feature, I say this is a super important feature. They all are. Third feature is the shape at the toes in the shoe should mimic the shape of your toes. So, most people are born with their toes pointing straight ahead. Big toe points straight ahead, second, third, fourth, little toe points straight ahead. Now, after many years of wearing shoes, a lot of us, our little toe and even our fourth toe kind of curls in and tucks under. And for some people, unfortunately, their big toe also curls across. That's effectively your feet becoming the shape of the triangle shoes you've worn from a young age. Now that's school shoes, that's sports shoes, we're not even talking fashion yet. So the shape at the toes of a shoe should be the same shape as the toes on your foot. If I put gloves on at work, if you have to put a winter glove on or any sort of glove, gardening glove, chances are they're kind of like the shape of your hand. And if they're not, they're not very comfortable. So if a shoe is not the same shape as your toes, if it is narrower, if it is pointy, and yes, I'm talking about the big brand running shoes, it's squishing your toes together, which reduces your balance, your stability, and your propulsion. Three things that feet are there to provide for you every single step. So three features so far. We've got light, four-wheel drive, same shape at the toes. Now this is all before you even put a shoe on. You sit there and grab a shoe, it's heavy, put it down. You grab a shoe, it doesn't twist at all through the sole, put it down. You grab a shoe and look at the toes, it's pointy, put it down. But if a shoe passes those three tests, or is pretty darn close to passing those three tests, then you may put the shoe on where the fourth feature of shoes comes in. And that is really simple. They've got to be comfortable. So if they're light, they're four-wheel drive, they've got a great shape of the toes, and you put them on, they're comfortable, chances are they're a great shoe for you to wear. Now the next question is, what are you wearing the shoe for? That's when you've got to get a bit more specific about, does it need to have a bit of cushioning for running on the road? Does it need to have a different sole for running in the, on the trails or for bushwalking or whatever it might be? But the bottom line is the core features of any shoe that you wear should be light, have some flex through the middle of the sole, so I call it four-wheel drive, be the same shape as your toes and be comfortable.
That's it. If it doesn't pass those tests, don't buy it. Doesn't matter what color it is, doesn't matter what the shoe owner, the sorry, shoe store owner, the, the fancy person who thinks they know everything about shoes, or even the podiatrist says, even if I say, if a shoe's not comfortable, it's not right for you. I sell shoes in my clinic and people want to know what shoe to buy. I said, no, 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 I can't tell you what shoe to buy. I can tell you what features you need in a shoe. And then when you try it on, assuming it passes those features, if the shoe's comfortable, fantastic. If it's not, it's not right for you. Doesn't matter if it's light, if it's got four-wheel drive and it's a great shape of the toes, if it doesn't pass that fourth test of being comfortable, I mean immediately, it's not right. We've all bought shoes that, you know, someone's talked us into it, including ourselves, a lot of the time, where we're like, oh, it'll stretch, it'll give, oh, it'll mold to your feet. It shouldn't have to. It's just like getting blisters from a new shoe. A blister is your foot and the shoe fighting each other. Unfortunately, your skin usually loses and you get blisters. Oh, but after a couple of months, I don't get them anymore. That's not right. If you have a shoe that works with your feet, you don't get blisters. They feel comfortable on day one. Not two weeks later, not two months later. All right, so that's the strong feet, fab four features of shoes. Doesn't matter what the marketing says in a shoe, doesn't matter what the shoe sales rep or the podiatrist says or anybody else, is that if it doesn't pass those three, first three tests, it's not a great shoe to put on your feet. And then the big one, it's got to be comfortable. All right, guys, look after your own feet by knowing what to look for in shoes, and I will speak to you soon.